JC, you're always a whole vibe. As someone that listens to a lot of music, what song would you say describes your vibe and mood right now? Let me see. Let me see. Right now, uh, just for our team and tears for fears, everybody wants to rule the world. Okay. I'm going to go listen to that right now. <laughs> all right. That's all we've got. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Good way to end it. All right. Thanks so much. Yeah. All right, John. Okay. There's Jordan Clarkson setting the mood. Everybody wants to rule the world. Little nod to the playoffs right there, PK. DJ PK brought to you in part by Skyhawk Sports Academy Summer Camps. Join us for an action-packed, fun-filled summer of youth sports camps at a location near you. Choose between soccer, flag football, fueled by USA Football, golf, baseball, cheerleading, multi-sports camps, mini hawk camps, and more. Find program information and register today at www.skyhawks.com. What song? What's the song? What music? For the jazz? For the jazz right now. What is it? Uh, it's going to be Atlanta Rhythm Section, Champagne Jam. Ooh. Because that's what they're going to be spraying. <laughs> I'm going to be chugging it down in July. We're going to be in here in the studio, in the arena, spraying this place like crazy. Did they do that in basketball? Well, sure they do. What were they talking about? I was yeah. in the Bulls locker room. I was going to say, uh, What yeah. do you need us for? You lived it. I did. I had a t- I got one of those towels, you know, that they use to wipe off the sweat, and I had to put it around my head because I was getting drenched and it was getting in my eyes. And this is when Jordan won his first title in 1991. I was in the Lakers or the Bulls locker room, and I got the video. Sports Illustrated puts out the video, and they've got that. And I said, "Oh man!" That-. And the Laker locker room is barely the size of a bathroom. <laughs> not, not the Laker locker room. The Bulls visiting locker room. Excuse me, the Bulls. At the form, the fabulous form, and uh, I figured I got to be in there, so I bought the thing. Sure enough, I was I saw myself. I thought it was way cool in 1991. So they ran out of champagne, and they were getting change and putting it in the vending machine that was right around the corner and spraying root beer in those nice. t- twelve ounce cans. Hey, you're out of champagne, and the party's <laughs> got to continue. Barks, what, whatever you got with carbon- yeah. carbonation will work. Shake yeah. it up Shake and it let up. her rip. Right. Yeah. Was it Barks? Was it A and W? I think it was A and W, but we're going back a good long it's while okay. now. <laughs> whatever, man. Ninety one. That's thirty years. Diet that's, seven that is, up. Let her rip. Thirty years ago, I was a young pup. And Jordan, I was right there, man. When he was cradling that trophy, I was right to his right. I mean, I could have reached out, not even extended my arm, and touched the trophy. And I had staked out my spot because I knew where he was coming to sit afterward. So I staked it out, and I can remember Jesse Jackson tried to elbow me to get through. I'm not moving, man. I'm Jesse Jackson. Move over. <laughs> and Jim Belushi after Jesse tried. Jim Belushi no, came. No, 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 no. So you can we can form the half circle, but I got this spot right to his right. <laughs> Celebrities behind me. Because I had one assignment in that uh, Bulls series when I was working for the Daily Breeze. It was Bulls locker room. That's it. That's all. That's they said. Just do Bulls locker room. That's all. You just capture the mood inside the locker room, each of the games. So I did that, and obviously game five. I think they won in five they games. Did. Yeah, 
that was it was a madhouse. So yeah, they were going crazy and spraying all that stuff. So I'm going Champagne Jam, Yock. Play it by Atlanta Rhythm and Section. Champagne Jam. Ryan Nielsen just tweeted at us. He says at Ryan Qualtrics need a playoff theme song for the Utah Jazz. I ain't gonna die tonight, Macklemore. <laughs> That's not, too <laughs> negative. We need the positive. <laughs> I ain't gonna die. Well, yeah. I Tomorrow. might be wounded. <laughs> I might be wounded laying here bleeding. Oh, come on, man. A little bit more positivity than I ain't gonna die. <laughs> Champagne jam. Come on, mama. This has got good music, doesn't it? You like this tune? I like it, but I think they want something with a little more oomph. I like this one. Me and the boys. Yeah, if you win the title, you'll be staying out late. Oh, yeah, but adrenaline rush will take you to 3 a.m. We're going to have us a champagne jam. It's pretty mellow, though. Good. Oh, how tears but for fears adrenaline. is no big uh, jump at you right off the bat. I was going to say, <laughs> that's pretty chill, too. Eric Nally didn't come this far to lose, gets nominated by Ryan. Yeah. Might not mean much to you, but I die for this W. Every scrape, every fight, every cut, every bruise, I lay it all on the line. Trevor, we built this city by Starship. I never liked that song. <laughs> I'm vetoing it. Uh, I would agree. Starship doesn't do it for me. No, no, no. We built this city on rock and roll. Built this city. You're the jazz. Does rock and roll really vibe with that, though? No, 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 You can uh, add it now. Sorry, Trevor, not happening. I like George Strait, here for a good time. You got a yuck? Can my, you make the magic happen? My country roots coming out. I've taken some heat for transferring. Jake Scott gives me crap for transferring over to country, but really, it's just country rock. This is a good pick right here. You got a little country flavor. I'm not gonna lay around and whine about somebody done to see. And they've disrespected the jazz. (laughs) For a minute. Come on, just. No. We're gonna celebrate. Which is rare for me. Every day I wake up knowing it could be. Get ready for the course. I ain't here for a long time. What am I here for, Sniggy? I'm here for a good time. 
<laughs> the hell with the red wine. Pour me some moonshine. What else you got? I think we need to move past the subtlety and just get to right to the point. Which is? Jazz fans want it all. They want to be the champs. They want to be the best. They've always played Tina Turner here when they raise somebody's jersey into the rafters. Might as well crank it up now. And she just got in the Hall of Fame. Best record in the NBA. Want to win that first championship? Tina Turner. Simply the best. Well, the regular season they are. Double down on the playoffs. Now, a cynic might say going forward, it'd be the Eagles' heartache tonight. No! (laughs) No! A lifetime of promises and a world of dreams. Is that not the Jazz fan base? What I don't want to hear. Of course, Randy Newman's I Love L.A. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. They play that when the wind is in the bag. You don't want that. Take my heart and make it strong, baby. (laughs) It's a good tune. This is what jazz fans want right here. Better than anyone I've ever met. 16-0 in the playoffs. Right. Smoke everybody. 16-0, yeah, get out of town. <laughs> Not happening. Nobody's getting through the West 12-0. Yeah, how many times has that been done in the uh, history of the league? The, the Lakers did it once that I remember, and then they lost in the finals. Oh, they did? Yeah, they were. I don't remember. I think they went, I'll look it up. I think they went 12-0 and the year they lost to the Pistons when everybody got hurt. Oh, okay. They blew through the West. I don't remember. I remember the, when the Pistons won, when uh, won Magic, and I think Byron Scott got hamstrings mm-hmm. or groin pulls or something. And so they were, they were all banged up. I remember that, but I don't remember them <clears throat> just rolling right through. And in, in, in the end, it doesn't matter. No, if you hoist the trophy, what do you care? You'd be 16-0, and 16-12. and 12. If you get the trophy and you're the champs and the confetti's raining down yeah, and you're grabbing the root beer because you ran out of everything else, then a good time is had by all. You would take 4-3, 4-3, 4-3, The rest four, three. is all details. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I was a little off. They were 11-0 and because it was still 3 out of 5 in the first round. No so, memory of that what- whatsoever. Yeah. 88-89, and then they got swept by the Pistons in the final. All right, you got a song. What is it? What captures jazz fans' emotions? What sets the storyline? Rocky Mountain Way, Joe Walsh. Chris Dayton sends that in. Except that's a Colorado tune. If you listen to him talk about that. Well, you don't want, you don't want Denver winning. Well, we don't want to steal their tune. He was literally in Colorado. I heard the backstory of him mm-hmm. talking about this song. And he was over there. Because it's weird, because when you say Rocky Mountains, Colorado is the one that comes. Yep. yep. Rocky Mountain High by John Denver, right? 
We don't really think that. We think of over there, even though over there sucks compared to over here. I was thinking about this the other day. If the A's or whomever would come here, I think I said it. Because all baseball stadiums at the pro level have to face east. So what do you got in Denver? Well, east, you got flat thousands (laughs) of miles. You got Nebraska and Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. You got the Denver airport way out there. You don't have anything. There's no scenery. Here, east, we have phenomenal scenery. We have phenomenal scenery east and west, but especially east, that the ballpark would have to be... uh, to be oriented look, is what you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, I mean, look at the the stadium for the bees, right? Yeah, we see where it faces, right? Right at Mount Olympus. Yeah, it's just all, absolutely awesome. Yeah, can you imagine the television on that? So soak that up. Denver, Denver is simply the most overrated city in the country. <laughs> it is. It is. It absolutely is. It is <laughs> most overrated. It is. Name me a city Orlando. more overrated. Orlando. No. Oh, we're going to Orlando. We're going to all the theme parks. We're going to Orlando is flat. Flat is flat. Oh, but you're going for the weather. You're not going for... Hot and humid. I've been there in the summer. Okay, but yeah, but they can have the theme parks. Making your own gravy. You don't don't go there at that time of year, but it's more, you know, now. They're starting to approach that, but Orlando's obviously much warmer in the winter, so that's the attraction to Orlando. But what, what attraction is there to Denver that Salt Lake can't beat? Nothing. We're better. Deal with it. Yeah. Here we go. Troy, jazz song. How about Van Halen right now? And there it is. Daryl, same thing. Right now by Van Halen. We got multiple people want their Van Halen. Of course, that's Sammy with Van Halen, right? Yes. There's a certain football coach who will remain nameless. (laughs) No, he won't. I think we can guess (laughs) who it might be. I think we know exactly who it is. Who thinks uh, David Lee Roth is much, much better than Sammy. He thinks that Sammy put it on cruise control. And I won't name this guy, but he and I have had heated discussions on this very topic. Sammy had already been to the mountaintop. He's already a star. He didn't need this. I get that. He's another local media... Not personality, but a media relations director who would also argue for what you're talking about, PK. But I see, I tried to tell him, finish what you started is the best Van Halen tune. And it's done by Sammy. Sung by Sammy. I mean, it's really done, but sung by Sammy. So you cannot say that he mailed it in. And this is okay, but it, get to it already, man. I'm growing old. <laughs> this one's got a very long yeah. intro. It's it's taken too long to get to it. Now, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, uh, he says his wife knows no tunes, and so he likes to ask her what's uh, who sang this song, and <laughs> she came up with a song. Uh, they were playing the song came on the radio, and she said Tommy Lee Roth. So she combined David Lee Roth with Tommy of Motley Crue. What's Tommy's last name? Tommy Lee. One was uh, with Pam Anderson, Heather Locklear, Tommy Lee Jones. 
<laughs> the wrong Tommy That's Lee. The wrong genre. That's all I've got in my brain, though. <laughs> Tommy Lee Bass. Yeah. Funny thing, we just picked like finish what you started. It's actually a good one for the jazz here. Finish what you started. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. This is a great tune. You want to see other guys? I can let it slide. You want a friend? I can be both of them. Yeah. <laughs> to satisfy, just walk away. I love this tune. Especially this part. Give me guitar. Come on, baby, finish what you started. I'm incomplete. <laughs> Jazz fans are incomplete. All right, we got more coming in, all inspired by Jordan Clarkson. And that was impressive on his phone in the middle of a Zoom session. You know how little personality has been shown in all the Zoom sessions this year? I got you. It's not, it, it's not a format that lends itself to that. And for him to come up with that song and have it ready to play on his phone, that was impressive. Agreed. So what do you got? Uh, John says, if the Jazz win, how do we not select Crazy Train? Why? <laughs> oh, I can think of a whole lot of reasons. Oh, come on. Not necessarily a bad tune. <laughs> but why do we assume that it's a slam dunk arena? Well, first off, anytime you win, the casual fan is gonna hop aboard, right? So if it starts with and I don't wanna I don't wanna do Ozzy here. All aboard! <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going to happen. The bandwagon's going to fill up. I got to say, this isn't a song that starts slow. No, it gets going. Bringing the juice right out of the gate. If they want it now, it would be crazy. But that's how it goes. Yeah, it would it would be unbelievable. It would be a dream come true for so many of our listeners. And for the longtime fans who had all the fun of the 90s, but all the frustration of the 90s, mental wounds still screaming, driving me insane, I'm going off the rails on a crazy train, come on. For people who have been a fan for 30-plus years, those are the lyrics. The wounds are still screaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I buy that. I, I got to say, Crazy Train, first off, it just makes me laugh. I don't know what it is, but it makes me laugh. But the more you dig into the lyrics, the more it's like, that That would work. It's got the energy right from the get-go. None of this warming up. Get to it already, as PK says. I just think there's, I, as Yach said, I didn't think of it at the start, but finish what you started because they've started something special. It's the only time in the history of their franchise they've had the undisputed yeah, they're, they're best outright. record. Yeah, they, yeah. When they did it in 98, they had the identical record of the Bulls, but they had won the season series. So they and were, That was 50 games. And then 99, they No, tied. that wasn't. That was 82. That was 99 as the 50-gamer. The next year? Yeah. So they had it two years in a row? So in 97, the Jets had the best record in the West, but not in the NBA. Correct. In 98, 
They tied the Bulls for the best record in the NBA, and they won the season series. They had the tiebreaker, and so they got home court in the finals when they met the Bulls. Mm -hmm. And this is the third time they've been the one seed in the West. It's the second time they've had the best record or had the home court advantage all the way through the playoffs. So what did they do? But that it's the third first time? time they've had the outright best record. So what did they do in the ninety? At ninety nine, I think they were. I think they were they tied uh, with the Spurs, and they what, got pushed to the third because of losing the season series, if I recall correctly. I thought Portland did it because of a division. Oh, no, title. It, was, it was division title. Portland pushed well, into. The I three bet. I mean, seed. what did they do in the postseason? They got knocked out in the second round by Portland. Yep. Is that what it was? Okay. Had home court and uh, lost in six up in Portland. Vaguely remember that. Remember nothing about the series, though. I remember like two things about the. Was that series. the one two Weber checked things. Stockton? That was in the first round and with the Kings, yeah. Yeah, no, right. No. I mean, the, but the yeah, but that was when it happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Stockton was running a cut, and Weber just hit him with a shoulder. All right, so uh, we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of nominees, but Adam. Tweets at us. How about we are the champions? Duh. It's been used a a hundred times, if not a thousand times, PK. And nobody will mind if we hit a thousand and one ringing across the Wasatch Front in mid July. Yeah, it's out there. That's that's the go to one for sure. All right. Well, shout out to Jordan Clarkson hitting the tears for fears. Everybody wants to rule the world and having it ready on his phone. That was impressive. As much personality as we've seen from uh, anybody on Zoom all year long. All right, DJ and PK, we got Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, coming up in half an hour. The question of the morning for you in the 8 o'clock hour. You can answer this coming up next. Jazz, best record in the NBA. How impressive is it? You pumped up by this? You bored by it? You're thrilled by it? How impressive is it? We'll get to that next. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Have we ever talked to John on the air? No. No. And I've got questions. Is he there? I'm here. Hey, John, how are hey, you? Hey, John. I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, John, yeah. while we have you. No, no. <laughs> we've had a, uh-huh. a, a long back and forth about a pitchfork incident. I want to know the details of my buddy here and your brother running a pitchfork through you. <laughs> we were out working and, you know, cleaning our hands or whatever you want to call it. And uh, he thought that he was like King Triton and he uh, threw that pitchfork and that is true enough. He sat on the mark and put it right underneath. Did you throw a trident? Yeah, I killed a guy with a trident. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ PK brought to you in part by Mark Miller Subaru. Got a little nervous here for a second. Why? Because this is Tom Petty and we're talking about jazz theme songs and Free Fallen King. <laughs> <laughs> There's really no free-falling reference that works in the world of sports, is it? That's always going to be a negative. Uh, <laughs> it's always going to be a negative. Unless you're thinking of the Lakers, and they lost. Okay, you got me there. But not for your team. That's not a not a big positive sign. <laughs> it's a downer of a tune. 
Uh, Greg says Tom Petty won't back down. Yeah. You stand me up against the gates of hell, and I won't back down. I like it. It's resolve, man. Resolve now. Determination. Focus. Intensity. All those Pat Riley cliches that I grew up with in the 80s with the Lakers. you looking back. You think, oh, come on, Pat. You're full of crap. But produced a lot of winning. So you can say he was full of crap. What? Which cliches were full of crap? No rebounds, no rings. That's well, the just, Pat Riley cliche no, that the, comes to my the, mind. The, the, the general that nothing else matters in your life. Oh. Uh, and all uh, this for these two months. This is the most important thing. Stay away from the wives, the girlfriends, the kids, the moms. The Don't parents. create any trouble or drama. Yeah, yeah he would have the and just the family members in, the friends wasn't in. Wasn't necessarily a word he said. It was more the an attitude. And yeah, I living down there and covering some of them. You think, hey, man, this guy's going overboard. But now, you know, now that I look about it, think about it, looking back, <clears throat> is that what it takes? And these guys, they have an opportunity to really make a mark. And when you look about it, think about it, Mitchell talked about how, okay, we're done in the first round. And two years ago, uh, I think, well, three years ago, I guess it was, when Rudy won his first defensive player of the year, wasn't he talking about, you know, we can win titles right here. I don't need to go anyplace else. Yep. Our time is coming. Yeah. He tweeted that out once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He used to talk about that. He used oh, to yeah, think, he's man, brought up you're just dreaming. <laughs> and, but they're getting closer. Yeah, exactly. And you've got, you've got the ingredients right now. You have them. It seems so hard to imagine because there wasn't like a the thing with the statues when they got to the mountaintop of getting the finals. It was like a fifteen year accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And Jerry Sloan too. Here, these guys, it doesn't seem like they've suffered enough, <laughs> in a sense, which really isn't fair. That when I, you think about it, because you you shouldn't have to suffer enough. Okay, but lots of NBA teams have this. But goes Anthony to Davis the heart didn't. of the debate. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Sure. And Steve Kerr didn't as a coach. As a coach, right. I'm not sure he did as a player. I'd have to go back and look because he wasn't on that on those Bulls teams that were losing to the Pistons. Right, but the point is that Jordan and Pippen struggled. Right. The key players struggled. And Other these guys, guys have it to that level. LeBron, That's what I'm talking about. LeBron struggled. AD would probably tell you, well, I struggled in New Orleans. I got some playoff experience there. Oh, now, he didn't do one playoff win. I know. That's I know. not exactly a big time experience. And if that's okay, then the Jazz can go from a game seven in the first round. And a lot of these guys were here when they won a playoff series and beat Oklahoma City. Donovan was a rookie, he was on the team. Conley wasn't, but who cares? But Conley's had the struggles because right. he went to a conference final he's, with Memphis. He's paid the price. Exactly. He's had five years. He's paid it. He's paid the price. Right. And Ingles and Gobert have won a couple of uh, playoff series. Oh, those are two guys. And plus, before that, I mean, just paying the price to get where you got individually. You were doubted. Right. You weren't even in the radar to even doubt you. <laughs> right. No one even thought of you. You know what I mean? Yep. Only hardcore basketball people knew of Joe Ingles. And thankfully, the Jazz did. But I certainly didn't. I had no idea seven years ago that he was going to end up, the two of us were going to be BFFs. And now look at us. We're inseparable. Yep, you are. (laughs) I'm having Vegemite today. (laughs) Vegemite's (laughs) disgusting. I've had it. 
I mean, I like Joe, but I'm, Vegemite Joe, what, what happened? Something went horribly wrong. So finally, after a year of separation, I was with Gordon Monson in a social situation over the weekend. Literally right. a year. Literally right. a year. No yeah. joke. No yeah. joke. Pandemic, baby. Fact, I got emotional being with him yeah. because it had been so long and way too long, and the four of us. And so they're talking about some concerts to go to, and he mentioned something about Little River Band, which is an Australian band. Mm-hmm. And he said, do you know any of their tunes? I said, yeah, yeah, they sing about that Vegemite. <laughs> no, you idiot. I said, yeah, they do. No, that's men at work. Oops. <laughs> I screwed up my Australian bands. <laughs> Little River Band, Lady. I, but I couldn't think of any. And so he had some on his there's phone. A, there's a couple other hits there. I can't remember them right now. Oh, he said he played one there. while walking in the park and reminiscing. Yes. Which yeah, these guys can do if they win a title 20 years from now. They'll be reminiscing about this. That's the thing, man. If you did it, whoever does it, you'd be walking in the park reminiscing. <laughs> <laughs> we won a freaking NBA title. Come on. I didn't recall this tune, but he brought it up, and I and he I know what it. you said, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have. That was I, the one I couldn't. It's one on my tip of tongue. I I can remember "Lady," which I couldn't. I couldn't remember. I, I thought, that was all I could. Remember. I thought "Men at Work" and "Little River Band" were the same band. No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm no. thinking they were Vegemite. They were the ghosts no. of song about Vegemite. No. All right, I screwed it up. Oh, think about this. What a sweet memory this would be for these guys, man. We revered the ex-jazz guys when they used to bring back Antoine Carr. And I was up at the Huntsman Center the year they were remodeling the arena in the summer league. And, and me and Gordon were doing the afternoon show. We had Bobby Hansen on. Well, those See, guys didn't the win it. They, these guys pull it off. They'll be all legends. That's, that's the thing. The 90s are fresher. And you and I weren't here for the 80s. We saw the jazz in the 80s. From California, Correct. where we were living at that point, so we were aware of yeah, them. I remember Hanson playing, but it's a different era. We really only saw them in the playoffs. You know, the whole TNT, ESPN doubleheaders almost every night of the week. <laughs> There's more NBA basketball available now than there was then. Uh-huh. The Jazz weren't even televising all 82 games at that point. I think when I moved here, they were televising like 50 or 55. Yeah, I don't think anybody something. was. Were they? Right. Uh, the Lakers were close with the whole prime ticket. Maybe so. Maybe so. But it was it was a different era. So I just wonder how much this Jazz team should be compared to '97 and '98, who had all the battle scars and have been through so much, and how much they should be compared to the '87 '88 group. Now they weren't seated as high; they weren't a one seed in those days, so it's not a perfect comparison. I get why people go to '97 and '98 because it's only the third time they had the one seed in the West. Lakers in the '80s are the greatest team of all time. Sure. So they were loaded. That 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 team in the '80s was absolutely phenomenal, and Thurl equates well to uh, Jordan Clarkson. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe Letter Carrier wasn't at his peak, but Stockton was at his peak. Yes, Letter Carrier was not at his peak. He right. was very good. Right. Stockton was at his peak. Later on, Stockton was very good, and and the mailman was at his peak. Correct. Correct. But Carr was still putting up massive numbers. But the MVPs came later in his career. I mean, his numbers did get better as he yeah, went along. Yeah, 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 yeah. But was, Stockton's numbers were just right. off the charts, man. Yeah. This, the, the, there, nobody ever played the position better right, th- right then and there at that time. Yeah. So I look at those two, and they went through so much struggle. 
And it says it seems like these guys, Donovan Mitchell in his fourth year with a couple of playoff losses, uh, is that really struggle? You know, Stockton, but he wasn't even starting in the beginning. When, when, when year did he become, did he, did he become I, a starter? I think his third year was his, the year third he started. Year. I think Ricky Green started for two, and I'm not yeah. positive. Again, and he I was a four-year player. Yeah, yeah, right? right? So you have to define him as a late bloomer. By today's standards, clearly. Even by, by, standards, even yeah. by those standards, a little bit on the late side. Well, now, yeah, definitely. to the level he achieved, I don't think that people Every, thought that that was going to happen. There were a lot of three- and four-year players. There weren't. Now it's no, one Jordan and was two. three. Yeah, Jordan was three. Well, mostly one. Olajuwon was Mitchell's Olajuwon an old man. Yeah, right. Played two years. What <laughs> yeah. happened, buddy? Yeah. It's because he was shorter, probably. I'm not sure. Uh, but it doesn't seem like these guys have gone through the pain and suffered devastating losses. Because yet last year maybe, but they didn't have one of your guys, so you just go right to it. Right. But before then, they they weren't devastating losses because they were expected to lose. Well, they lost to the Rockets and the Warriors, who in those three in yeah. that three year span, they were the two best players or two best teams in the conference. And not just the finals with the Jazz. They had devastating losses before that. Well, they had a Game Seven in the Western Conference Final the year before they went to the finals. They had a devastating first round loss. Well, they blew one of the Mavericks in the was uh, they lost, they won the first two games, and that then, came later. That was after the championships. It was devastating. No. Yeah, when they lost to Nash and Nowitzki. Okay, but still devastating. It's still devastating. You're up yeah. 2-0 yeah. in a best of five. <laughs> and you got beat. <laughs> That's a devastating Yeah, I think that was 2001. Situation. Yeah. Calvin Booth. Yikes. Who I think is the GM of the work. Nuggets now. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised when I saw him. GM Calvin Booth. And yeah. Like, ah. I remember him getting a big bucket yeah. late in a playoff game, yeah, yeah, knocking yeah. the Jazz out. I think it was game five. It was. Yeah? When it was still a five-game five game series. Oh, yeah, I was working for the Watchdog at the that Rockets time. Rockets in five. That was painful. That Maverick series of working for the Watchdog, and they told uh, I came up with this idea uh, to follow Mark Cuban around that day. Uh-huh. And that's all I did. It was just where, once I got to the arena, whatever Cuban was doing, I was doing. And they win, and... He runs in to the locker room, and then when the locker room's open... Now, did you I, set this up with the Mavs so you could follow him everywhere, or you could only follow him where the media was allowed yeah, to follow yeah, him? Yeah, I didn't okay. set it up. It was All just right. on my own. I think I might have told him that that was my assignment. And he runs in the locker room, and then, but he doesn't want to just stay in there. Then he runs back <laughs> out to the floor. <laughs> and he's just going all over the place. Yeah, that was back in his younger days when he was getting teased and charging the court yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. You don't really hear much about him uh, at, during the games, but uh, they won that, and he was just beside himself with joy. So these guys, have they suffered enough? I don't care that they suffered enough. Because if they win the title, more power to them. Who cares? But they didn't They didn't well, go that, through all then, the levels of pain that the statues went through. Then it's you've got to go to the Warriors, right? The 2015 Warriors won their first title. They had gone out in the second round two years earlier in the first round the year before. So they had one playoff series win in two years. Yes. And then they break through and they win their first championship. Durant's not there yet. No. So no, they're no. doing it with the young guys. They were the one seed in the West. Yes. Now, Cleveland, they got Cleveland in the finals, and Cleveland had two major injuries along the way. They lost their second and third best players. Kyrie Irving was out. Kevin Love was out. 
And so it was LeBron and role players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. And the Warriors won it in six. Okay. So that's the model for what the Jazz are trying to do. And for all the people right now who are hitting us up saying, what the Jazz have done in the regular season is impressive. You've got to back it up in the playoffs. And for all the people saying, well, you can't. You've got to pay more dues. You gotta, you gotta have more scars. I don't think you do. From more, the Warriors are the answer to what you're saying. You don't have to. You probably do. Most NBA champions do, but you don't have to because no. the Warriors pulled it off. And we had on what's his name, Tim Roy, the play-by-play guy, last week, the week before, yes. and he said that this Jazz group reminds him of the Warriors. And then when you were gone over uh, uh, in April. We had on Mike Smith, Michael Smith, that does the jazz, and he was talking about how I think the day before, the as they were getting ready to play the jazz, he was talking to Steve Kerr, and Kerr said that they reminded him of that team. So I got the coach. And the broadcaster. Yeah. We yeah. both saw a lot of games. Well, they saw every, it comes down every to the three, one of them. It comes down to the three-point shooting. Isn't that what it is? The youth, maybe an undersized well, point guard, but the three-point shooting. Three point, but I can't the, the overlook the Gobert factor, though. Right, but what I'm saying, when you look at the Jazz and you see the Warriors, that's uh, why people are saying Well, it. I'm thinking I mean, it's you're more right, conceptual Gobert. rather than literal. Young team, undersized point guard, big-time scorer, as a group, they shoot the three very well. Those are the parallels, I say. Gobert is actually a plus. Draymond was, is, well, it's different. You know, Draymond's versatile, so he matches up. You know, you can go big. You can, go, you can match up with big and small lineups. The Warriors can go small and not get punished. Did they have Bogut then? They did as an option. So, he didn't but, but play he a, de- a lot. But he was a defensive guy, though. Oh, he was a defensive guy. Not to the love of Gobert, and there but, were, the, but their center was a defensive-oriented player. He was. And, but... Unlike Gobert, who will play big minutes in every playoff series regardless right, right. of matchups. He was playing in the teens. Bo- Bogut didn't play as many minutes, and there were uh, series where he barely played at all based on matchups. So, but he's an Australian. Boom! Joe Ingles, it all comes back. I had a vacation planned for the middle of July. I'm canceling it. <laughs> <laughs> Just bump it back a week or two. No, no, I got to revel in it, man. I got to just roll in it like the pig in mud. You know, we could go out of town the next day. Joe usually goes to Australia as soon as the season's over. Not this year. <laughs> so get up for we a couple days. We got stuff. <laughs> yeah. We'll let you take a week off in uh, October if that's necessary, if you need to be, if necessary. We need to have you here. You got to roll. This would be like a, it would be a week-long celebration, man. Because they usually wait a few days to have some type of gathering, right? Usually. I mean, there's usually a parade, and you got to. It depends on what day of the week you win. And yeah, if you win on a Thursday, you know, the parade's going to be on a Saturday. That's that's a given. This is going to be so sweet. (laughs) You got two months of basketball before it gets that sweet. Dream. And there will be a lot of roller coaster rides. To achieve it, you must first dream it. Yes, I totally believe that. You got to visualize it. And that's one of the encouraging things is that Rudy has been talking about this so definitively, he visualizes it. And he's talked about it so much around us, he must have talked about it around his teammates. They must have thought the same thing. Multiple continents. True story. Yeah. This has now been talked about on three Does he have any siblings? All I know is his mother. The only shoe. 
You probably talked about it with them. Have them there. I don't know if he has any, but uh, these this is these these guys have dreamed this, man. Gobert clearly has. Conley, of course he has, man. This would, why not? Why not? I you got to go get it done, but it's possible. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Big Show show. with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Kristen Kenny, have you been able to gather what the mindset is of this team? Do you think they're going to be ready to go? They have been playing well with the absence of key pieces. It's given guys an opportunity to get into their groove. Bogey was able to get higher usage of the ball in his hands more. That's the good thing. Talking to Mike Conley about reintegrating, it's going to take a little bit of time, but he's very confident in his ability to reintegrate this year versus last year when he was still figuring out his role. He's figured all of that out, so he can come right back in and pick up where he left off. Donovan has that ability too. So I think it's going to be a little rusty, but you got to rely on your chemistry and your continuity. Catch the big show weekdays from 2 to 7, presented by Big O Tires, the team you trust on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. And now, really? your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer's strong play of the weekend. Shohei, high fly ball to the corner. It goes into deep right field. Otani. Joey Otani, two out, two run homer in the ninth. Angels beat the Red Sox 6-5. That's the Chevy Strong play of the game. Know it today at 450 on the big show, and you can win fabulous prizes. I want you, Shohei Otani. I want <laughs> you. It's a good song. I haven't heard that in a while. like that song. Question of the morning. Jazz finished the regular season with the NBA's best record. How impressive is that? And Rob says, considering they were without their best player for the last month of the season, pretty dang impressive. Silver lining, he shouldn't be gassed going into the playoffs, PK. Well, he's 24 years old, so he shouldn't be gassed either way. I, I get your point on that. Not playing three or four games a week. But I don't think it would be with a week off. That, that is, and that is a big deal under this new format. Unintended consequences. Yeah, so that shouldn't have been an issue. I'm more concerned about his ability to just pick up where he left off because he had it going on uh, on that uh, before that uh, Friday. That's the last time they have a matinee during the week, man. I knew bad things were going to happen. That was a night game; it never would have happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Come on. Time of day was first critical. day of week, first midweek or weekday matinee game. Sure enough, that it was. Like, That's true. It was. Yeah. Uh, but he's a young kid, so he ought to have boundless energy. And man, he and he called the shot. Said, "This is it, man. We're not going out in the first round. We're done with this." All right, brother. Bring now it you, on. Now you got the horses around you. Take down the Warriors or the Grizzlies or the Lakers. Yeah, I, yeah, we'll find out. But but it's not going to be the Spurs, right? We're just dismissing them. Out of hand. Yeah, and that's the one thing I don't like about the play-in is two 33-39 and 39 teams are in. Eh. Is, is it Charlotte on the other side? Eh. Do they really deserve? No. 
But for the sake of the format. I know, but... And they need a game. So, no, and I know the format is all, it's the greatest thing ever. They don't interest me. But do, two, do a 33-39 and 39 team deserve to, to have any form of a playoff? I don't need it. I don't mind the top three in the West at all. I like that. What do you mean? The, the Lakers, the Warriors, and the, and the Grizzlies. Lakers are 12 over. Warriors oh, are oh, 6 oh. over. Grizzlies are 4 three. over. Of the four. I got not, you. I got yeah. you. I got you. Other quality teams. In the obviously. East, it's so lopsided. In the East, you got the Celtics at 500, and now with a major injury, obviously. You got the Wizards and the Pacers at 34 and 38, and then the Hornets at 33 and 39. It, it doesn't interest me greatly. These teams that are making it, like those teams you just mentioned with the Spurs, they remind me of six and six teams who fired their coaches and go into a bowl game. <laughs> yeah, that's a good comparison. Because it just feels like the Spurs' whole roster is going to be remade. It doesn't feel like they're building towards anything. If the Grizzlies were on their way up at 33 and 39, I wouldn't like it. But at least you could say, well, they're on their way up, and it's a, you know they got a young star. And, but the Grizzlies have overachieved that. They're four games over 500. You know, and in the next one, two, three years, I think we all expect the Grizzlies to get better. Get better. How much better remains, you know, an open question. Rosters change quickly, all that right. stuff. Injuries cripple teams. So there's no guarantees, but it looks like the arrow's up with those guys. And how many games were they worse than the Warriors? One. It right. came down to the last game. That's my point. Uh, the, the Friday games didn't matter mm-hmm. because they were tied. Right. And they were tied in the season series, so everybody knew right. whoever won Sunday had the tiebreaker, and the Friday thing didn't matter. So, yes. So you're only one game behind yeah. the traditional eighth place team. But aren't we at a point right now where if I told you who are the top 12 teams in the league, would you say nine in the West and three in the East? Well, most likely I'd have to look at the standings. But Well, the team were, were squeezing out the Knicks and the Hawks at four and five in the East. And they're not, they're, they're both not, 10 games over 500, but they have feasted. On bad teams yeah, in the East. I understand, but they're still quality. The Hawks, even more so than the Knicks, because the Hawks had the coaching change and got a lot better after the coaching change. To, to the question, does coaching matter? It sure did in Atlanta. For whatever reason, I'm not close to the situation. I don't follow it, but it's just But the records are night and day, right? Yeah, so sure, it's something there. Because the coaches take the hit if your team sucks. So if you don't give the coach the credit, then what's the point? That's not... There's no equity there if you're going to get hammered if you lose, and but if you win, everything's fine, and you still don't get the credit. That doesn't make any sense. So certainly I've got to give McMillan a credit. He's a veteran coach. I mean, he's coached uh, Seattle three and different teams. Indiana. And in Indiana, too, yeah. And uh, they went 27-11 and 11 to end the season. Good. Good on so, them. Atlanta's good. Uh, I, I'm not going to sit down and watch every quarter of every Nick Hawk playoff, but I'll pay attention to the series. Oh, just because you said that, I am going to be focused exclusively on that. I don't believe you. <laughs> hey, right. hey, 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 hey. I'm an old Knicks guy, buddy. Yeah, yeah okay, good. 1973, I was there in the freaking garden. And you have also lectured us many times on I don't want to talk about the freaking Knicks. When they tw- sucked. Tw- well, basically the whole time we've been doing the show. When, yeah, who wants to talk <laughs> about teams who suck? But they don't now, suck anymore. No, they don't. I would give them, what do you think, a B-minus team right now in the NBA? I was a huge Dean Meminger fan. A B, maybe. Ten games over five. Clyde? The Pearl? Well, now the you're, Busher? You're getting back to legends. Now. Bradley? Gibby Willis? Red Holzman? I had posters of Red Holzman growing up, man. 
He's my coach, Red Holzman. Phil Jackson coming off the bench. John Gianelli. Those are my guys. What are you talking about? Steve Cleveland coming up next. <laughs> Stay with us.